Howdy, welcome to Renegade Fantasy Sports NRL Fantasy Podcast Rundown with me, the Defensive Centre. You can find me on Twitter at Defensive Centre. So on this weekly podcast, I'll cover all the latest NRL news and developments relevant to your NRL fantasy team. Plus, I'll give you the highlights from www.renegadesfs.com, which is where you can get all of your NRL fantasy analysis. So the next 15 minutes are meant for all of us who are already over State of Origin coverage. So first, a little update on my team. Round 11 was uh, basically a total and utter disaster. It started pretty early, so I didn't have players like Taumalolo or Fafida. And then it compounded through the weekend as pretty much all of my players went well under their average. I had Graham, I had Nathan Brown, and uh, all the usual underperformers in the backs like Hayne, Cody Walker. And uh, so it all culminated in a score of 793. And that uh, led to a pretty huge rank slide of 917 spots. So I'm now at it 2,842nd, uh, which is pretty frustrating after trying to claw my way back after a few tough rounds early on there. Thankfully, I did trade in Sam Burgess um, last week and that paid off. He delivered and uh, I bring in him and Tyrell Fuyamaano in uh, last week has been pretty well placed for the buys. And with three trades lined up this week, I should recover all of that, uh, those lost ranks this weekend. So at the moment, I'm uh, looking at trading Hiwira Naira, LG, and Abby to Gallon, um, Fa'amanu Brown, and Semi Radradra. So all of those players play this weekend and give me pretty good buy coverage. So this brings my numbers up for this round of 16. Um, based on the current team lists, and uh, 17 next round, and 15 for round 15. So I'm pretty well placed with the buyers at the moment, um, which I need to be because my rank stinks. So talking of team lists, let's jump into all the fallout from round 11 and uh, look to what we can look out for in round 12. So this is the first of the major buy rounds, um, which means we've only got four games, plus on top of that, all of the origin players are unavailable. So this is the first you've heard of this. Uh, that's a real pity because you're probably not prepared. Um, the The other fallout from all of this is normally the football is basically unwatchable. So you end up with a lot of second grade players running around and generally um, not playing particularly good football. So the first game is Souths versus Eels. So for Souths, there are no origin players. Uh, George Burgess is back, which pushes Musgrove out of the 17. Uh, in pretty exciting news for my team, Nathan Brown has been named despite leaving the field pretty early last week with a rib injury. Um, of course, he may still drop out. There's basically no news uh, at the moment at the point that I'm recording this about his injury. Um, but fortunately, he's the first game, uh, so I can deal with that if it turns out he is out. My guess is the fact that he's been named is that even if he does miss this week, he should probably be back fairly soon. So may still be worth a hold. Uh, Jennings is out with an injury and he is replaced by Brad Takarangi. Warriors and Broncos. So Mannering is back for the Warriors, which is great news for those people who hung on to him for this round. Uh, pushes Bantiafoa to the bench. Lilliman is out for origin and is replaced by Gave. And finally, uh, Albert Vette is replaced, uh, replaces Charlie Gubb on the bench. So as per usual, the Broncos are totally rooted uh, during... Origin, they're basically fielding a seconds team. 
So Milford, Oates, Boyd, Maguire, Gillette, and Thayday are all out with origin duties. McCulloch is also out um, after a pretty sickening head blow uh, last week. It's uh, good to hear that he is okay, but he won't be playing this weekend. So the team now has uh, Travis Waddell at hooker. Sua in the back row. Kahu goes to fullback, which brings Pearson onto the wing. Benji uh, is in at six, and Hunt returns at seven. Uh, so they partner each other in the halves. That means, despite having a pretty great run uh, replacing Hunt, Nikarima is now on the bench, and he'll be spelling Waddell. Arrow and Fai are on the bench, and Glenn is also on the back row. I have heard a bit of a whisper that Glenn may be in some doubt. So plan accordingly for that. Um, so that's all fairly complicated. If that didn't make any sense, I would recommend looking up the team because it's fairly confusing. Um, there's enormous number of changes in that team. Sharks and Bulldogs. Bird, Maloney, Fafita and Graham are all in Blues camp. In the Blues camp. So Beal goes to centre. Fa'amanu Brown plays in the halves. Um, he'll be a pretty popular target. He's $141,000, I think, and he should play two major buy rounds, and then hopefully disappear. Uh, Capewell and Pryor start in the pack. The Dogs lose Jackson, Brett Morris, and Clemmer, and they are replaced by Montoya, Fualalo, and Eastwood. Uh, Abiselli Fine and Tuolau are also on the bench. Final game, Raiders versus Roosters. The Raiders don't have any rep players, according to Sticky, uh, but they do lose Papali um, nonetheless. Soliola will start in his place and Bateman joins the bench. For the Chooks, Ferguson, Pierce, Cordner, Napa, and Guerra are all out with origin duty. Um, hilariously, Mitch, uh, the Black Widow, Orbison, moves to centre, um, which is a very elaborate way of fucking over fantasy coaches this year. He's getting pretty creative these, these days. Uh, Watson starts in the halves. Evans, Madison, and Tedevano start in the pack. Um, and the bench is basically a bunch of no-names, uh, Liu, Lindsay Collins, Chris Smith, and Cornish. So there's not a lot up on the website this week, um, other than the usual break-evens and game reviews from last week. Um, a lot of the writers I know are fairly busy at this time of the year. So rather than go through that, I thought I would re-explain what is probably the best tactic in NRL fantasy, which is now available because the buyers are upon us, and that is the captain's loophole. So there's a really excellent article on this on the Renegades FS website, um, if listening to this doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, so I would recommend going and checking that out. So first up, a little lesson in ethics. It's not cheating. The loophole is a pretty neat little trick that all serious fantasy coaches, uh, including Lone Scout, exploit. Um, for years, it was a really popular um, option. Uh, then it became a lot harder, uh, Had could basically only be used in the buys now, um, whereas it used to be available to people uh, every week when rolling lockout was first brought in, which I think was in maybe 2013. So the only reason you wouldn't be thinking about using it is if you're playing in a head-to-head -head league where it's uh, been expressly forbidden for some reason, um, and even then I'd, I'd, I'd give it some pretty serious thought um, just, just for the glory of beating your mates using a, a pretty shady tactic like this. So here's how it works. First thing you need to do is check your squad and make sure you've got 17 players or less. So you can do it with more than 17, but it's most effective when you have uh, no player in your non-playing reserves who will score. So all of those players 
need to be either on buys or on origin duty so that you can be absolutely certain they're not going to make any points. Um, that's why it's a buy round sort of strategy and it's very rarely used in normal rounds. So here's the setup. Part of the standard uh, setting up of your lineup every week in fantasy is to select a captain and a vice captain. So the captain receives double points and the vice captain gets double points if the captain doesn't play. So the loophole is about exploiting the captain not playing. Both the captain and the vice captain selections are locked in at the start of the round. But you do have the option of shifting the captain and the vice captain um, to your bench um, and more importantly to your non-playing reserve positions. And that function is there um, for coaches to be able to um, move them around if there's some late mail that something's uh, gone wrong. So step one is you need to select a vice captain who plays early in the round. And by early, we mean earlier than your captain, preferably on the day before, so that you get a full sense for how your vice captain has played before your captain plays. Step two, you need to consider your reserve bench. So the captain will need to be able to be moved out of your starting lineup. So if, for example, your captain is a hooker and your second hooker is one of your four reserves and he plays before your captain does, then he'll end up being locked onto, your, onto the field before you have the option of moving your captain to the non-playing reserve. So you basically have to make sure that if you do want to use this, that your, that your captain can be moved into the non-playing reserve and won't be locked into that position. So the third step is you see how your vice captain goes. If he scores really well, then the loophole is in play. If he scores fairly average, basically do nothing and let your captain get double points. Step four is that if you do want to use a loophole, so your vice captain has scored well, uh, you need to shift your captain to your non-playing reserve, making sure that you have four other reserves selected um, and, and then... In step five, at the end of the round, your vice captain will get double points. And your captain score will end up being added to your overall score as the auto emergency. So basically, you're getting two dips at, uh, at the captain's double points, um, which is something you don't really get in a normal round. So there's a lot of risks, and there's always people... Uh, Renegade's Facebook page who uh, fucks it up and gets laughed at generally. They do things like pick their captain to play first and their vice captain who plays later in the round or something like that. Um, the important thing to remember is that what you're really trying to do to use this is to get a chance at a huge score from your vice captain. So there's no point putting two sort of you know mid middle of the road plotters in as your vice captain and captain. What I tend to try and do is pick a vice captain who's a real boom and bust player. Um, and I'll put the captaincy on a reliable, normal captain sort of option. So, for example, this week, I think I'm going to go with Captain Gallon. Um, in that depleted pack this round, plus he's usually uh, has a pretty high work rate. He should easily get um, over 50 and hopefully even over 60. And before him, I have the option of players like Crichton, Sam Burgess, uh, or even someone like Sammy Rodradra, who we know has the potential to have a really big day out. Cody Walker is another boom-bust sort of option. 
So the point is that you can really take a risky shot with your vice captain because you've got the captain there as a safety net. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, if not, check out the website uh, or ask, ask on the Renegades uh, Facebook page. So sit tight, set your lineup, and, uh, and loophole. See ya.